This CosmicReality.com presentation is sponsored by MysticalWares.com. Welcome to Dolly Shares, a show where Dolly Howard shares her experiences, thoughts, and emotions as only Dolly can. This is a pre-recorded presentation. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening everyone. This is uh, May 17, 2019. You're listening to a pre-recorded, number 52 pre-recorded even. Boy, I've been doing this over a year. Wow. Uh, Dolly Shares is what you're listening to, coming to you from Dolly World. Nancy Hopkins is the producer, and I'm Dolly. And uh, I'm recording this on Friday, May 17, 2019. Today I'll be sharing with you another snake experience that I had yesterday. Um... And plus, I'm going to share the other six that I had. So actually, I'm going to share six snake encounters plus the one I had yesterday. I don't know what it is with me and freaking snakes. Oh my gosh, I tell you, I just, I don't know. Okay. I know this was yesterday, but by now, those who know me, know that just just the whisper of a thought of a snake terrifies me beyond belief <sighs> okay so so oh my gosh you guys another freaking long black snake experience encounter oh okay all right, I'm going to try to calm myself down so I can share this with you. We have a pool. You know, that was provided with the beautiful house that the angels provided for Annette and me. And it's a wonderful pool, a beautiful lanai. Well, actually, I have two beautiful lanais. One's in the front of the house and one's in the back. We call the back one the pool lanai. So, yesterday, oh my gosh, okay, I can do this. I'm going to talk to you a whole hour about these things that terrified me. Okay, but I think it's worth sharing with you. I can't end this with telling you how I have overcome this fear, because that hasn't happened. Not yet. The whole time I was in the pool yesterday, and actually, before I even got in the pool yesterday, while I was doing my morning chores, cleaning up the cat poop and pee and and, in the area around the litter boxes and feeding the cats their dry food and getting their fresh waters and and my, my chores, the dishes and all that stuff. Anyway. While I was doing all that, I kept getting thoughts of a snake in the pool, and I. But I, I told the thought to go away, because I wouldn't think that thought. I just told it, "You go away." I would not think that thought. Mm-mm. But it was persistent, and it wouldn't go away, and I was getting pretty frustrated with it. But then, uh, when I was getting ready to get in the pool, get my suit on, I, I did forget about it, so I got my suit on, I got my walker and, and my towel, and and I got the noodle that I straddle so I, it helps to keep me up in the pool in the deep end, and 
I promised I would do that to the kids so that Annette won't come home and find me drowned in the pool. And because it helps to keep me up. Even though I'm a fish out of water, usually, I found that uh, lately I can float. I mean, I can just be in the deep end and, and standing up position and not have to fuss about kicking my feet or anything. I, I float that way, but you never know if something happens and would I float? I don't know. Or would I become, my body become dead weight? But anyway, I use that noodle in the pool. Um, so I was in it and, and I like to skim the pool from inside. I have this little little skimmer. It's kind of, it's like a net that's in a frame and it has a little handle on it that can be connected to a big pole. But I like to do it in the pool so I don't connect it to a big pole. I just use it in my hand and I go around and skim the stuff off the top of the pool that gets in there. And so I was doing that and I must have been messing around in the pool for at least an hour. And I was in the deep end, and and uh, I I just happened to catch a movement over beside me by that door that's on that side of the pool. That that door goes out to the uh, pool equipment, um, the heater, and all the equipment that you need for for pools. So. Uh, that's where I caught this movement. Oh. oh, I'm sorry. I have goosebumps all over me. I can hardly talk, but I'm going to say this. The movement I saw was a very long friggin' black snake against the, the door. Oh, oh, my God. It was trying to get out it was wrapped around in, in in large coils and its head was going up the door and he was trying to find a way out oh my gosh oh my god tears in my eyes oh my gosh oh my gosh it was right beside me y'all because that door in the deep end of the pool are very close in proximity. So this snake could have reached out and touched me. Or vice versa. So I I don't know what I, what was my first thought other than don't scream because you don't want to frighten it and have it Come and get ya. It was right by me, y'all. Right by me. Okay, so. I remember. I asked the angels to, to please get me to the shallow end of the pool. Where the steps are and where I always put my walker to help me get into and out of the pool. I do not remember the trip from the deep end to the shallow end. I don't remember it too much. I remember I felt hands on me and helping me get up the steps and putting my hands on the walker handles. And and I feel like I was, I flew into my bedroom because I had that door open. I like to keep the bedroom and the kitchen lanai doors open. And so... I had the kitchen door shut, but I had my bedroom door open, and so I feel like this, I feel like I would, you know, it, it, when you see, uh, like, ghosts are supposed to be floating just off the ground, they don't touch the ground. Well, I felt like I was like that, and, and I came into my bedroom. I swear the angels picked me up and carried me into this bedroom. And as soon as I got in, the door was slammed shut. And uh, all I could think was, 
I have to get to Annette's bathroom. Her, She has a door to the pool and I in her bathroom. And so I knew I had to get in there and put the the uh, cover to the cat door over the cat door so this snake couldn't get in through there. So, so I, the floors were slippery because I was dripping wet and and I remember being helped into the bathroom because Annette's, uh, Annette's bathroom is from my bedroom I can go either through the living room and dining room or I can go through the kitchen to the hallway where Annette's bathroom and bedroom and the spare bedroom are but anyway I made it from my bedroom through the kitchen into Annette's bathroom and was able to get the cover over that cat door get back to my bedroom strip off my my suit and lay in bed and rest I was freaking exhausted I I I, I just oh, I was so scared y'all I mean that snake was right beside me and it was big I mean not fat it was skinny but it's long. Remember the snake by the gate that was entwined in, in not the gate, the f neighbor's fence that was entwined there? It was longer than that snake. And I'm thinking, I don't know what I'm thinking right now. I gotta, I gotta calm myself down. Holy shit. Another frickin' snake in my life. That made seven. Seven snake encounters. Oh, my goodness sake. So, the angel stayed with me. I got myself a little together enough that I could let the kids know I'm in a panic. And tell them in our combined messenger text chat on our phones about the snake encounter. And I asked him, should I call the police? And the girl said, no, call animal control. So, in the meantime, I thought, oh, I don't need the police. I have the angels. So I asked the angels, please, please help that snake find its way out of the lanai. And and I th I looked out and I didn't see it, but I, I did realize that uh, the cover the cover that covers the opening in the pool and I that served as a cat dog. It was the previous owner's dog door where their dog would get out into the yard from the lanai. Well, the cover part is is a wooden part, and it warped, and, and it had fallen out of the frame, and it was all warped, and it, it there's no way in the world it'll go back in that frame anymore. I've been trying to keep it so it would. And I told Annette, a while ago, we need to get a new cover because this one's not going to work much longer and it's not really working now. Well, anyway, it was laying on the floor of the lanai and I thought, oh my gosh, that's where that thing came from. He came through that door and he went all across the lanai. He went all beside the pool, the length of the pool that I was in. He went the whole length of that pole without me seeing it. Oh, thank God. Thank the angels, too. Um, but thank God for making the angels who were protecting me from having another heart attack from fright. And, uh, and that when I saw it, it was where I could 
get out of the pool at the other end, at the shallow end, and get in my house. Oh, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. Okay, where was I? Oh yeah, I was telling the kids. Told me to call animal control, so I looked it up online, animal control. I duck-duck-goed it, and uh, that's the duck-duck-go is uh, the search engine I use. Dave taught me to do that when he was here on on Earth, when he was still alive in his body here on Earth. He told me to use DuckDuckGo and not Google. So I've been using it ever since, because when Dave tells me something, I do it. <laughs> and so I looked it up, and it was animal control, but I called the number. Oh, my gosh, I called the freaking phone number. And some woman answered the phone. I think she spoke Spanish. It was a foreign language, I know, and she got across to me I had the wrong number. Although I dialed the right number because I triple-checked it. The wrong number was put on the site. So then below that there was this picture and, and it, it said uh, 24-7 call for the snake stuff. So I'm thinking, oh, okay, they got a different number, a one eight 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 number. So I called that and the woman said it would cost a hundred and eighty nine dollars and I'm th thinking what the heck what the heck and so okay so that did give me pause I'm thinking that much money I thought animal control was free and so okay we set set up an appointment between four and five that day there some guy would come and take the snake out and so so I got the appointment set up and I let the girls the kids know okay I got an appointment for snake removal and then I asked the angels please please help me and I asked God please give me enough strength and braveness to get out there and check to see if the snake was there because I kept hearing the snake is gone now you can cancel that service so I went out and oh, I have to go along a wall my bedroom wall and my bathroom wall which is in the Lanai area I go along the wall there and I make a right turn because the pool is longer. The pool goes out to the, the side of my house here, so the pool is longer, and the pool cage is longer, so I have to peek around the corner. And I, I gingerly peeked around the corner, and it was gone. And so I looked up above me at all the parts and pieces of the pool and I framing see if it had gone up there and it, I didn't see it and the framing is black and so is the snake and my eyesight is bad so I was afraid I was missing it so I looked really hard I made myself look really hard and then I checked the stuff over on the other side of the pool cage on the other side of the house in the pool cage to make sure it wasn't in all that stuff and it wasn't so the angels had shown shown it the way out and I didn't even see it go back across the length of the pool and out that door I didn't see it unless they it found a way in where it was by that door and got out there I, I, but I didn't see any holes there that it could and so I don't know I don't know oh, how it ended up in there oh my gosh oh my gosh all so there is another freaking snake experience 
And so I let Nancy know about it. And she said, Well, dang, you have more snake stories than anyone I know. And she also got my message on the... Also got your phone message. I, I texted her on Skype and on my phone and... I had to have somebody to tell I thought she'd be there. But um, she, she was busy and didn't see it right away. <laughs> and she gets the brunt of all my fear when I have snake encounters. I always, I've been running to her with them. <laughs> so I, I told her, well, it made me forget about my aching back. <laughs> And then I realized I do have snake stories. But first I want to thank God again. Thank you, God. Thank you. The snake encounter was an okay thing because of the angels buffering me and helping me. Thank you so much for the angels, God. Thank you. Okay. Um. So, I do have snake stories and I figured... Well, I'm making myself say that word, the S word. I'll share with you the other stories that I have. When I was little, and we lived in Markle, the place where I really loved the farm town, little farm town with 300 people in it, and it was across from the cemetery. Well... We lived on an acre of land. There were four houses at the top of the hill across from the cemetery, and ours was in the middle, one of them in the middle, and I always had to mow the lawn. And back then, we had the uh, the gas-powered lawnmower, and so I used that, and... Uh, there were snakes in the yard. Well, thank God I, I never saw any. And then one night I was I got the dishes done. I was taking the garbage out. And I had, back then you had the paper bags. So I had my arms full of two paper bags. And holding one down from the two that I had my arms wrapped around. I had in my fingers, I was clutching another one. So I went out and I lifted the lid off of the garbage container and it was up to my chest. And so I moved, I had the handle of the lid in my hand. I moved it over to the left and I still had all these things in my arms and hands. And I turned around and I was leaning up against the barrel. And right there at my arm was a fucking wound up snake. Oh, I'm sorry. Was a snake. I, I, I didn't mean to use the F word. I did yesterday quite a bit, but I didn't mean to use it now. I, please, I for, forgive me. Um, so anyway, it was coiled up and its head was right three inches from my arm. Needless to say, I threw the garbage in the air, screamed at the top of my lungs, and my father came running out. Oh, I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry. I forgot, I forgot I put that dead snake in there. I looked at him, and I said, very serious, for someone who was probably all of 14 years old. I will never take the garbage out again. And I stomped in the house and went through the house to my bedroom and shut the door. <laughs> and my dad came in. He was saying, I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry. I, I couldn't even look at him. I just couldn't even look at him. I was so mad because I had been so frightened. So that was one. And then my Grandpa Howard had bought us duck 
Pets, which made my mother very angry. For we were there at their house one time in Toledo, and and uh, Grandpa always wanted to get me a pony. He thought I should have a pony. Well, uh, um, there was a compromise. When Grandpa brought the ducks in the house, in the, in the box, there were two ducks, one for me and one for my sister. And uh, they had this big heated discussion, so there was a compromise made. Rather than him getting me a pony, that he would get my sister and me ducks, that we could keep the ducks that he got for us. And we were on an acre of land, so my dad built a pen for them, and and the little baby ducks grew up with us, and they'd run around the yard and play with us and all that. So one day, I noticed, because the duck was squawking so, so much and so loud and panicked, and it sounded weird, a weird sound coming out of him. And I looked. The poor duck had a frickin' snake wrapped around its neck. I was terrified for the duck, but I couldn't seem to get myself to move. And so Dad and Mom happened to be out there with some friends, and and Dad all of a sudden appears with an axe. Somehow the duck got the snake flung off of its neck. Dad got the snake and cut it up into two-inch pieces. Now that kind of terrified me. Seeing my father react in that manner and do that to a living thing. So anyway, there's number two. Terrified me. It was going to hurt my duck and and I couldn't stop loving on my duck for the rest of the night. And so, uh, that was number two experience as a child. Um, I can't remember, I can't remember in order what was number three. Uh, I can't remember. I did, I did write the, my experiences down, so I'm going to go to my notes here. When we lived in Venice, I know you all know this story, and I had opened the front door to go out for some reason. I can't even remember the reason I was going out. I had my foot, my leg lifted up to step down, because uh, the threshold went down. It was a step down from the f house. And all of a sudden, something landed on my head. It, bam! And there was something on my head. And it went from one shoulder across my head to my another shoulder. And and it was moving. And I tipped my head down because I wanted it off my head. Um, it was... It was a snake. And I had my arms out because I, I had one arm, one hand on the door knob, and the other hand I just had up by my stomach. And, and it fell on my arms. On my, it went down my chest, fell on my arm, went down my stomach area on the top, on my tops of my legs, my thigh area hit my knees, slid down my the rest of my legs, my lower legs, hit my feet and went on the f on the ground. And it made a bam, a, a bong, a boom. I mean, it made a noise, a thud. That's the word I'm thinking. A thud when it hit the ground. And I thought, oh my gosh, it got hurt. Well, but anyway, when it landed... <laughs> It landed straight, but it landed with its head looking at me real close to the door. And it had this look on it like, um, can I come in? And, uh, no, I, no, you can't come in. And so I had to reach across to get the door handle again. So, to shut the door, because it was a door that opens 
out from the inside out. So I had to get the door, bring it back. And when I got it, I had a little bit of energies working. And I slammed the door. And I saw the snake had lifted its head. And I thought, oh, my God, I'm going to cut its head off. It's going to land inside the house. Oh, my gosh. Thank God. Thank whoever was there, the angels. It didn't get its head cut off. And there was something about this snake. It was white with a little bit of tan mixed in with the white, but it was feathers. The snake was covered in feathers. The white feathers with a little bit of the tan mixed in. It didn't have skin. It had feathers. And that door, that door didn't have an overhang on it. There was nothing above that door. Just just the roof. It was flush with the house. Frame of the house. I didn't know where it came from. So, uh, when Annette came home, after I had called her and was screaming and throwing my little fear tantrum, and when she came home, she went out and said, Mom, it had to come from an overhang over the door. So she looked and she said, There is no overhang. There's nowhere that snake could have come from but the sky. I said, I know. And so... My dad came over. And, of course, my dad doesn't believe anything, except for what he and my sister say. But um, he went out and he looked the, the whole area over. He looked the situation over. And he looked at me and he said, It had to come from the sky, Dolly. <laughs> I could have fainted. I mean, my father to say those words? I said, I know, Dad, and I can't believe you're saying that. And so everybody who came to my house after that time had to hear about the snake and go out and look at it and tell me, where did it come from? And they all said the same thing. It had to come from the sky. And so I was sharing this on air. I think it was with Christia coming slack uh, one night. She was on Nancy and my uh, Say What show, I think it was. So I'm telling about it, because I had told Nancy, and she kept saying, that's something special about that. And so she told me to tell Christia, so I'm telling them. And Christia says, oh my gosh, that is a special snake. And, and so they're saying, this was a special encounter. Okay, I lived through it. The snake evidently lived through it. If it was a snake, see, I, I, I don't know. It appeared to me as a snake. And, and but it seemed to disappear. Because I went out a few minutes later. I looked through the window. We had this huge window beside the door. I mean, big window, almost floor to ceiling. Um, and I looked out, and it was double windows, so I looked out, and there was no sign of that snake at all. I mean, it couldn't have crawled away in the amount of time. It was gone. <sighs> okay, so that's that snake encounter. Oh, and you know what? I've had eight snake encounters. I forgot about the one that was stretched across a driveway in Venice. I had a two-and-a-half car garage. And, of course, the, uh, the um, cement for, for the driveway... Um, was larger than what the garage was. So anyway, I'm coming home from work. 
and I saw something in the driveway, and I thought, what the heck, what is that? And I got closer, ready to turn the car into the driveway. There was a frickin' long-ass snake stretched the width of that driveway and and even longer on each side. I mean, it was longer than the width of the driveway. I thought, there is no way in hell I'm pulling in that driveway right now. So I sat out in the street waiting until it went away and then it slithered away and I waited until it was way 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 away <laughs> I didn't want to open the garage door and have the thing go in there it's attached garage and it had electric garage door so I finally I got the car in the garage and I went in the house and of course I had to call and let my kids know about this. So I did that. So there's that one. And then, let me look here. Uh, then, when we moved into this house, let me see. I should make a record of this. Venice, uh, driveway snake too. Okay, just so I have a record. I I typed this stuff out but so I have it if I, when I get completely senile <laughs> completely demented. So uh we moved into this house. Oh I should be checking the time here. Mm. I got twenty 24 minutes. Mm. Uh, this beautiful house the angels provided. Um, there was a baby. First I saw the snake on the neighbor's fence. It was coiled through the neighbor's fence because the neighbor's fence is a chain link. Our fence is wooden. It's a... a six-foot wooden privacy fence all around the backyard. And, uh, and the neighbors uh, on the side uh, have their chain-link fence. So I happened to look out the living room window, and there was that snake. And it had to be I mean, seriously, it had to be at least six feet long, if not longer. And it was woven in and out of the links of the chain fence. And and it was headed toward my backyard. Of course, I got that that wooden privacy fence, but it's not solid. When they put the slats on, there's one in the front, one in the back of the of the two by four. So there's opening so the snake could get in. But then we have the pool and I inside that wooden fence because we have a yard in between the the lanai and and the lanai screen and the wooden fence, so we have a backyard. So anyway, I was afraid that snake would get there. But I didn't look. I just couldn't. I just couldn't. So, uh, there was that one. And then, I saw the baby one. I have a picture of this baby snake. I mean, it was baby. It wasn't it wasn't long at all. I mean, it, it, it was maybe four inches, five inches, I don't know. But it was long enough, and it had enough attitude that, that you could tell it was a baby snake. And so 
Amber was sitting out in the, one of the lanai chairs. And this is the pool lanai. So I had to go out and rescue Amber because I didn't want her having an encounter with the snake. So I went through Annette's bathroom door, grabbed Amber, and on the way in, I looked down to make sure the snake wasn't following into the house, and the frickin' thing raised its head at me and hissed. I thought, well, you ordinary little thing, you're in my property. And so, um, so I slammed the door shut, put the cat door cover on that door, on the cat, uh, on the cat door. And so... I didn't wait and watch what that did, but I did go get the camera so I could have a picture to prove I saw it. And, of course, everybody's given me grief about how tiny it was, and the, it was a worm, and yada, yada, yada. But it was a snake, because you can tell it's a snake, anyway. So... That was that encounter. I'm trying to, I'm trying to get rid of the goosebumps. This is a real trial for me to share this snake shit with you, but, but I want to, for some reason. Dave says because it helps to get it out of your system, and it helps you. To realize that none of these snakes hurt me, especially the one that fell from the sky. And and he's saying, yes, that was a blessed snake. <laughs> They're glad I didn't kill it <laughs> by slamming the door on it. Um, and he says. They wanted me to share all these stories. It's okay, I am. Thank you, Dave. So then one day, Annette and I were going to go out and do some errands. So she hangs back to lock the front door, and I go out the front uh, lanai screen door. And I got there, and I started to open it, and I looked down on the little uh, cement square that's in the front of that door. and <sighs> Yeah, there was a snake there. <sighs> this one had to be... Oh, it wasn't real long. It, it wasn't real long at all, but it was fat. I'd say maybe maybe a foot and a half long, two feet. And it was white, and it had some tan on it, but it wasn't feathered. I don't think it was feathered. And so Annette says, you're giving me grief. What the heck? Get out the door. Because she was done locking the front door. I said, no, no. She said, what is wrong with you? And And I finally got the word snake out. And I had backed up into the front lanai and <coughs> close to the front door. <coughs> and Annette said, uh, where? And so she looked and she looked at me. <laughs> Her eyes were a little wide open. And she said, you're right. There is a snake there. Because she'd been poo-pooing me all this time. And so it had moved out into the yard. And so she went out and she said, well, when are you coming? I said, when I don't see it anymore. So she got a little upset with me because she tends to do that. And, and so she said, uh, well, I'm going to go do these things without you. And I said, okay. So I went back in the house. And that was that story.
Let me see. Ah, are there more? Did I tell you all of them? That was that snake. For the front door. The front, the side, the neighbor's chain link fence, the baby one, uh, the, the one that I saw yesterday, the one in the garbage, the one around my poor snake's neck, my, my duck's neck, and the one in the garage. So that's seven. Yeah, that's seven of them. And, and I keep wondering, why me? I don't even like them. What the heck is it? Why me with the snakes? What's going on? That, but like Dave just pointed out, um, none of them hurt me. None of them charged at me. One of them landed on me and went down the whole front of me. But supposedly that was the special one sent from the skies. But there's no way in the world I was going to let that thing in the house. I mean, maybe, uh, uh, now that I'm thinking about it, um, because it was, it, it supposedly was a special snake, if I had let it in the house, I wonder if it would have turned into a spiritual being, in a, like looking kind of human, rather than snake. I wonder if it would have morphed into something like that and and would have stayed and chatted with me. But why would it come like a snake that they know terrifies me beyond belief? Why? Why would they do that? I don't understand that as of yet. So anyway, um, did I tell you about going to get a cover? Hold on. Mm. I needed a drink. Um, so yesterday, I told Annette, we are going to get a cover tonight, period. I finally got stern. So she came home a little earlier than she had planned. I guess she shared it with everybody at work and they're all laughing at me. I don't think it's so funny. But anyway, she came home and we went to Lowe's. And she had, she, first she measured, she did the measurements of the door so we'd have the right size. So we go to Lowe's with measurements in hand. Found the lumber department apartment and a guy was there who said he yes he'd be glad to cut it to size for us and Annette was really she was kind of mean to him at one point she pointed her finger and stuck her head out toward him and said I'm peopled out for the day so don't give me any grief and I thought well you little bitch but I was behind her and the guy looked over her shoulder at me, sitting in my wheelchair, and I gave him a look like, I am so sorry. But I did say, she's grumpy today. He said, well, his reply to Annette was, yeah, I'm peopled out too. I thought, good for him. But anyway, he turned nice, because cause he looked at me, and that's the way people get with me. I, I don't know what it is. But I seem to be able to turn bad situations into good and get people to do what I'd like to have done very happily. <laughs> I don't know why, but it happens. They, they're very glad to help me. So um, we picked out the thing and, and discussed the width of it. Would it fit? Because Annette had measured like three sixteenths inch and they only had quarter inch and 
So uh, we took one anyway, and he cut it, and we got home. <laughs> She'll kill me if she knows I told you this stuff. <laughs> so uh, we stopped at this uh, restaurant that we've been wanting to stop at, and they have a drive through which is very strange. It's called, uh, what is its name? Long Dog. And so we're thinking they're going to have chili dogs. So we wanted to do the drive through So we drove around the building, and there was no, uh, what do you call it, menu thing, like at McPoison's or, or at... Uh, Booger King, or they didn't have a listing of what they have to serve. So Annette pulled up to the to the window part, and we talked to the lady and found out no, they yeah they do take orders through there, and and uh, she gave us a, a not a recipe. What do you call that? A menu and. Uh, we placed an order to, to to go home, and so we got home with our order. So Annette went out right away to put the the cover for the cat opening over the cat door. Um, it didn't fit. It was too wide. She had said it was twenty three inches. And so uh, she got all mad at the guy for cutting it wrong and all this. And she said, well, I'll go measure it again. I said, yeah, that's a good idea. I'm thinking, you don't want to go there and make a fool of yourself. Because so, um. <laughs> she was in a mood. So uh, she went out and she remeasured and she came in kind of sheepishly. She said, uh, it's 13 inches. I had added an inch for this, and yada, 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 and I don't know what she was saying. But anyway, <laughs> the width of it was not 23. It was 13. <laughs> so we're going to take it back tonight and have the guy cut it to the right measurement. Thank God. Uh, it's too big now, and he can cut it to size. <laughs> it would have been a <laughs> it would have been a real bummer if it had been too short rather than too wide. <laughs> so we'll go get it covered tonight. <laughs> In the meantime, all these people that come to our house, these um guys, maintenance guys, and pool people, and uh, the pest control guy, they've all told me, if you put mothballs out around where the perimeter of the yard, or around the fence, it discourages snakes, because they don't like the smell of it. So I had ordered some from Walmart, but I just hadn't put them out yet. So I went and got these mothballs. And I put them in the threshold part of the frame for the cat door. Because uh, the cat door has a flap on it. But the flap uh, gets kind of warped and stuff. gets out of shape so bugs can get in and stuff like that. So that's why you put a hard cover in a frame that covers the opening where the flap is for the cat door. Or it was a dog door, and I don't want the cats getting out, and so that's why we close it off for them. So, uh, so I put the mothballs in the frame, in the, the threshold part of the frame, so to discourage... Oh, Mr. Snakey from coming back in the hop in the lanai. And I was thinking, well, if I do that, maybe I'll be brave enough to go out in the pool again today. I don't know. 
if I can work up the courage for that. I really don't know about that. But, anyway, it'll get fixed tonight. and Everything will be hunky-dory. I hope. <laughs> I hope. That is my last encounter. Let's see. I had seven snake encounters plus the one yesterday. Was it seven? Let me see. I don't want to lie. We'll, we'll take a count again. There were the two when I was a kid in Marco. There was the one across the driveway. There was the special one from the skies. There was the neighbor's chain-link fence. There was the front door. There was the baby snake. And there was the snake from yesterday. Yep, that's eight. That should do it for me, y'all. Wouldn't you think? I would think. Davis just laughing his butt off. Well, what do you got to say, Dave? We got five minutes left. What do you got to say? He he wants me to run the picture of yesterday through my mind again of the snake. The snake was very long, so it was wrapped loosely like at least four times. That's right. One, two, three, four, five. I see five of the where it curls its tail around and then it goes and it curls the tail and goes <coughs> five times. He said, okay, you see that, how big it was, how long it was. Yes, I do. It didn't want anything to do with you. He wants me to look at that. What was it doing when I saw it? It was moving its head up the door up the screen in the door to the middle part. And it, it was looking how to get out. I know it was. I felt it saying, I can't get out. <clears throat> now that I'm thinking about it rationally, Dave says, yes. But it was put there for a reason in such close proximity to me. Why? I don't see any good reason at all. I can't figure that one out. He's laughing again. Okay, what he's saying is not every snake in the grass is mean. <laughs> and you got to remember snakes are needed because they help to keep ecological stuff in balance. Okay. Well, okay, but do they need to do it in my pool and I beside me? No, but he wants me to know they're not all mean. And it's also a good lesson on people. They're not all mean. <coughs> And he's kind of laughing, saying, sometimes the mean ones come in snakes' clothing. <laughs> well, yeah, but I don't think that's funny. Okay. He says, okay, bad joke, bad joke. Um, he's telling me somebody out there needed to hear all my snake stories. A few somebodies, they're saying. Um, okay. And he's very glad that I worked up the courage that I could say it. And that's, really, Dave, that's because you all were with me, are with me right now. So he says uh, to, to the ones out there that really needed to hear it, 
you are not the only ones who have had bad experiences. What you thought were bad experiences, but in reality, it was a good experience if you look at it more deeply. Your bad, some of your bad experiences were really good experiences that were there to help you get through life. So I had to take the snake's experiences to share this with the people. He says, well, yes, of course. <laughs> they love me. They love you all. Dave says, trust more in your angels. You're going to need it these days. Things are happening fast and furious now. Keep your eyes open. Keep your prayers flowing. They love you. And I love y'all. So for now, bye-bye. You have been listening to Dolly Shares with Dolly Howard. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening to Cosmic Reality Radio. We appreciate your support. Please visit our sponsor at mysticalwares.com for our huge selection of metaphysical products, gifts, candles, incense, and one of the largest Shungite collections available. Cosmic Reality Radio is sponsored by Mystical Wares Online Store, where coupon code SAVE10 will get you 10% off your entire order at mysticalwares.com